Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? gibberish or do you really know what you're talking about well hello and here we are again and we're back at the beginning again we're back uh, we've reset and we're starting all over again aren't we we are we're back with uh, Billy Bear Hartnell mm-hmm. for a bit of uh, monkey business isn't it yep yeah, yeah I have I've got your, your name on this recording is? is monkey I've got monkey. you down as monkey and uh, yeah it's funny we're talking about you know there's mention of the um, you know the king of England and here we are a couple of days after we've got a new king of England we were just yes. talking about that weren't we yeah they, they, they had a king in this at the beginning of the year and then it all goes dodgy mm-hmm. so hopefully uh, real life won't follow well you know how, how, how we curse things on our podcasts we do yes yes I just hope nothing happens between us recording this and this episode coming out we may be committing treason I don't know <laughs> Mm. All right then, so here we go. The meddling monk is yes. our subject for today. Um, presumably you saw it, what, in that 1992 repeat that the BBC yes, did? Yes. That's the time I did, and I yeah, can remember taping it. I saw yeah. it. Yeah, I taped it. Uh, of course, that was back pre-Vidfire days. That was uh, telecine film, mm. bad quality. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember watching it and loving it. Um, Thinking it was really good. Did uh, you know of it, it beforehand? Was there a um, I, you know a target novelisation or anything? I don't think the target was out yet. I don't, I'm not sure. I, I, I need to fact check that. But no, I didn't know. I knew nothing about the story other than it featured another Time Lord, which of course it doesn't, um, and another sort of TARDIS, which it doesn't. Um, and I didn't know the the plot at all. Um, so it was quite quite a revelation. I remember thinking at the time, there's a lot of padding. And then this time watching it, it was like, oh, God, there's a lot of padding. There's a lot of padding. And yeah. I, th- I think part of that is old, old Billy Bob was off on a holiday, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, again, yeah, he buggers off on holiday for a week. He just vanishes. Um, they, they normally they normally sort of disguise it a bit better, don't they? So they'll, they'll just cut away completely. But the trouble with this one is they keep going back to that cell door yeah. and playing re- obviously recorded yeah. messages. It's like, mm, okay, it's not not really working. Out. Yeah, this is definitely a game of two halves. In that, when it's good, it's great, but when it's not, it's quite interminably dull. Yeah, but it's also an oddity in itself. In that, we have derided what we have described as stunt casting, where you bring in somebody yes, yeah. from, from from another um, you know realm of entertainment, but. Because this story really is a bit of fluff, isn't it? It's a bit of fun yeah. by Dennis Spooner, and this is early Doctor Who. It's only the end of the second series, so nothing has... There's no show Bible or anything like that. Nothing's established about the Doctor. It's much like in the comics at the time as well, wasn't it? So you can have this just this bit of fluff that this guy, he's got a time yeah. machine as well. And so the casting of Peter Butterworth isn't jarring, is it? No, no, it's, it, it, this is definitely stunt casting, and Peter Butterworth was quite a, 
a well-known star at this point. Was he um, in the Carry Ons by this point? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I think because um, Carry On up the Khyber was it might have been sixty-seven, mightn't it? Yeah, but it was de- it was definitely around the cusp. The uh, cusp. It, yeah, the cusp of the Carry On. Um, but yeah, it's interesting this because, like I say, fan wisdom, of course, has it that. Uh, he's a Time Lord, uh, which he isn't, because the Doctor wasn't a Time Lord at this point. Because um, all we get told in a story is, does he come from the same place as you? Yeah, I'm sorry to say he does. Mm. And he doesn't recognise the word TARDIS, which fits in with the fact that Susan made up the word TARDIS. Yes, in you know? in these early seasons, yeah. yes, that is absolutely true, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a TARDIS. He doesn't recognise it. He hears him talking about TARDIS, and he doesn't recognise that word. And he constantly just says, my machine. Mm. And he says, my my machine's... About, and the Doctor goes, oh, he's about, I'd say, 50 years ahead of... Or 50 years after me. But yeah, there's no... This isn't... You know, there's no... The TARDIS is so obviously, in, in this era, a made-up word by Susan to call mm. a time machine that we're still not sure where the Doctor got it from. But th- this is a... Again, this is a groundbreaking story. Um, nothing's the same after this. Well, um, I, I would like my time machine stroke TARDIS and go back and just be at the back of a room yes. when an audience yeah. watched this for the first time, especially that cliffhanger em- ending yes. of episode three. It must have blown children's oh, minds. It, yeah, it must have been. It's like because yeah, the, the, up till now we'd have we'd have nothing that suggests this. The format doesn't suggest it, and it's it's weird to think that when this is so early in the show. When um, when the monk does come back in the um, the uh, Dalek master plan, he's only the second recurring uh, villain in all of Hartnell's. Mm. There's only two. It's him and the Daleks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they they must have thought well of him. It it, it is a. I, I must admit, the, the, I think the second episode. Hartnell's not in it, and that drags a little bit, but it's, it's sort of carried by the guest cast. But the certainly episode one and most of episode four, it's just it's riveting isn't it to watch like Hartnell and uh, Butterworth just facing off against each other. Yeah, um, two carry-on yeah. stars, yes, yes. of course. It could be because William Hartnell was in the very first one, wasn't he? Was it? yeah. That's in, that's interesting because if 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 Peter Butterworth had. Um, Appeared in carry-ons at this point. Do you think Hartnell was sort of oh you you latecomer? Well, I was I, there at the beginning, mate. I've I've got it here. Immediate yeah. the the thing he did just before. Yeah. Uh, um, the meddling monk. Before the meddling monk, he was in Carry On Cowboy. Ah right. Okay. That was the very thing he did just before it, and then so, straight yeah. afterwards, he did Carry On Screaming, where he played Detective Constable Slowbottom. Ah, right. So yeah, so it's so it's all connected, isn't it? So we're all around the same time. It's great, that yeah. So I bet I bet Hartnell did rib him a bit. Yeah, yeah. Before we get into the story, I thought I'd put yes. you on the spot again, and it's almost could almost be one of our little Patreon uh, bit on the sides. Uh, what can you can you say off the top of your head while we're talking carry-ons? Who are your top three carry-on stars? Would you oh, say? Wow. Um, I would say 
number th- I'll go backwards. So number three, I think, would be... Um, oh, I forgot his name. Kenneth... No. Kenneth Williams, I think. Kenneth, Kenneth Williams. Kenneth, not Kenneth, yeah, Kenneth Williams. I, I love his characters. Um, although he do, by the end he does become very much a, a walking cliche of himself. Um, number two would be Sid James. Right. Um, but number one would be... Uh, Can I guess? Harry H. Corbett. Oh, sorry. Go Harry on. H. Corbett is your number yeah. one. He's brilliant. He is, he is brilliant in uh, Carry On Screaming. Yeah, but he's I only in he'd, one. I know, but I wish he'd have done more. See, if it, if it was one-off, I might have Fenella Fielding at my number yeah. three in that same film. Um, but no, my number three, I can't, I can't uh, decide between either Sid James or Joan Sims. Right. Uh, number two is Charles Hawtrey. And uh, number one is Kenneth Williams. Yeah, Ke- yeah. Ke- Kenneth Williams <coughs> was always value for me. It was great. If you, I don't know if you've ever read his uh, diaries. Yes. But yeah, he... he he hated the carry-ons. He but hated that, having to do but you can't... Yeah. That doesn't come across when no, you watch no, he's, them. he's to- totally professional yeah, on he, screen. Yeah, he says those terrible, terrible, jokey yeah. lines with such, you know, with, with, with such passion, you yeah. know? But, um, yeah, uh, Sid James just... I mean, who doesn't like Sid James? I used just, to watch Bless yeah. This House. If that had yeah, been I any other actor, I wouldn't yeah. have watched Bless This House. No, no. he's great in that. He's great in uh, Hancock. Mm. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I would say he's he's probably funnier than Hancock in there. He, yeah. You know, yeah. although I do love them. Um, but no, I I I adore um, Carry On Screaming, and I I just wish Harry H. Corbett would have done more. Because um, of course he was brought in as a replacement for Sid after his heart attack. Yes, wasn't he? yes, after his first yeah. heart attack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he's great. In fact, I think Carry On. My my favorite. Here we go. We do favorite Carry Ons as well. Then. My, well go on. Cause, cause top I, three. Yeah, right. top three. Okay, and these may be in no particular order, really, because it depends on which one I'm watching. Um, so, Carry On Screaming is just a, almost perfection, a work of art. Um, I love Carry On Up the Kyber. I think that is the best uh, pun-laden script they got. That was like the pinnacle of... Was it... Uh, what was his name? Terry? No, it's... Um, no, um... Oh, what's his name? Why for you there? Who who was the Carry On scriptwriter that Morrissey adored so much? Tolbert Rothwell. Rothwell. Was yeah. That's, so something. Tolbert Rothwell, Rothwell yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Something yeah. Like and that. I think that was the height of the uh, the clever. But I mean, yeah, just just superb. Um, right from the rank stupidity joke <laughs> onwards. No, it's a um, rank disgrace. Yes, it's just brilliant. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, so yeah, carry on screening, carry on uh, up the Kyber, and carry on Cleo. I think are my top three. All right, carry on Cleo's my number two. Yeah, I've got a, a very guilty pleasure. It's horribly uncomfortable the depictions now, but I, I do like carry on up the jungle. Oh God! That's Mainly for Frankie idea. Howard. Yeah. No, no, no. I think Fra- Frankie Howard is. Yeah, uh, again, Frankie Howard. Well, I love Frankie Howard, and he was great in the carry ons he did. Um, again, as you know, sort of to, to to let Sid James have it a little bit easy, wasn't it? Um, yeah, he is good, Frankie Howard. Yeah, yeah. What's your uh, top? Number one, Carry On Screaming. Yeah. Carry On Screaming. I, 
I can watch that any number of times. It yeah. works as, as both a carry-on film, a pastiche, a horror film. It does work. I yeah. can remember being very scared yeah. when I watched it when I was little. Yeah, I stayed away from Gents Lose for a long time. <laughs> well, you've been you, you've got some sort of order placed on you to keep away from them now, though. Well, but yeah, well, now, now it's that, that's not through choice, away, is it? Yeah. Um, but no, we should we should do a um, yeah we should do a bit on the side on carry ons. Yes, we should. History. But of course, get, try and draw it slightly back to Doctor <laughs> Who. Um, I do really probably my most watch because Anne loves it as well is Carry On Sergeant, and Hartnell is great in it. Yeah, he has such comic timing, and that shows here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's spot on here. When he's in the studio. <laughs> when he's there. Yeah, when All right. he's there. Well, with that uh, rather lengthy uh, uh, precursor, shall we, uh, shall we get yeah, into we it? Yeah, do the story itself. Oh, <laughs> you're still here, are you? Good. All I've got to do now is to take care of you, your friend and the doctor. Oh, by the way, you'll be pleased to know I've arranged the fires for your colleagues. <laughs> There you are, my dear fellow. I knew you'd come back. Now, which fires? What are they for, hmm? It's going to take us hours to search this place properly. Hey, Stephen, look at this. I think it's a cable. It is. Well, that's strange. What's it doing coming out of here? A door. Uh, let me out. We can get inside. It's a TARDIS. The monk's got a TARDIS. It, it quite took me by surprise again that watching the, the, the blue uh, DVD, we should have waited for Blu-ray, but the DVD, and of course it, tell, it says the Time Meddler as a, a subtitle. Mm. Because it's like, oh, God, yeah, we're back in the days of uh, individual yeah. episode titles. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who chose to call this story in its entirety the Time Meddler, but it works, it works, It works, it? yeah. Yeah, it works. Because the first episode is The Watcher. Yeah. And then you see the name Dennis Spooner, and you know you're going to be in for at least a witty script. Yes, yeah. Did you know the original script name was Doctor Who and the Monk? Oh, right. that, that, same, that's though. fairly on the nose. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, all right, so the story starts. Ian and Barbara have gone. It's one of these things yes, where yeah. they're talking about the previous story because this is just uh, after the chase, isn't it? Yeah, this is straight after the chase. And anyone that says, like, emotional emotions and emotional stuff only is in New Who, bollocks. This mm. is quite an emotional scene. Uh, the first Doctor is pretty much devastated that these two people have left him. Yeah. And I, I like that he's sort of saying to Vicky... You know, do you want to go? Is it me, sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really, really touching. It's really nice, and they're both great in this. Yeah, it's a really nice great. little scene, yeah. isn't it? It's gorgeous, yeah. And it's you never, you never hear enough about Hartnell's, you know, acting capabilities. He, he was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it is a lovely moment. Um, but then there's a noise, and Vicky yes. goes. There's someone in the living quarters, and yeah. they obviously assume it's going to be a Dalek left over well, from yeah, the last she goes, story. She goes, it, it, it's got to be a Dalek. Who else could it be? It's like, well, it, how did a Dalek get in there? Yeah. I love the way that um, the Doctor holds up his coat, presumably yes. to cover its eyepiece up, and Vicky I think, yeah, it's a lifts nice her shoe touch. up. Yeah. 
And then, uh, yeah, it's Stephen stumbles in. Yes. Um, I like Stephen, he's great. Uh, he starts off strong and he just carries on, doesn't he? He's really good in this. Um, yeah, he uh, he got lost in the uh, very, very small jungle set from the chase mm. and managed to make his way into the TARDIS. But he's the classic uh, non-believer. He's the disbeliever, this, isn't, isn't he? Yeah, he's, which, he's naysaying everything. Which is leading us into a classic... William Hartnell moment where he points yeah. out that that is the dematerializing control. Over yonder is the horizontal hold. Up there is the scanner. Those are the doors. That is a chair with a panda on it. Sheer poetry, dear boy. That is a classic William it's classic moment. And, and delivered with perfection. Yep. There's very few, if any, <laughs> slip-ups in this one, isn't there? It's, I think Hartnell's on, on top form here. I do love as well when, when the doctor goes, uh, yeah, he goes that, that over there's uh, the thing, and then he points down to the corner of the screen. And he goes, down there is the, the horizontal control, which of course most tellers would have had. Yes, yeah. So it's like that's almost a fourth wall breaking <laughs> yes. moment. Yeah. Because what would, have, what would a horizontal hold be doing in a TARDIS? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's de there's definitely a little nod there. Probably a Dennis Spooner. That's isn't? Dennis Spooner, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. That is yeah. a chair with a panda on it. Yeah. Excellent. Sheer Excellent. poetry, dear boy. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's <laughs> superb. Um, yeah, and then we get a, uh, a rather unusual, which they didn't do all that often, um, the TARDIS lands, and it's a, a photograph. Yes. Um, which you think, after, you sort of watch it, and you go, it's a photo, and you think... Why didn't they do that more often? It, it just it makes sense in this era. And it's it's visible to us, but it wouldn't have been yeah. visible to oh, viewers no, no, back that, in '65. No, no, they wouldn't have known that was a photo. No. Um, but it obviously saved a huge amount of money. You know, doing yeah. it that way because you you haven't got a cross feed different monitors in that it's just yeah sim simple thing to do yeah yeah this is being watched of course by our adversary isn't it yes. um yeah, yeah you know um who frowns and goes i wonder when the uh, tardis arrives so if you're a, a viewer in 1965 1966 and you've got a monk watching the tardis uh land what do you make of him going i wonder you know yeah. like rubbing his chin well they 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 sort of hold this mystery right away because you no one's going to suspect this they're just going to think oh it's another historical because of course you know they were every other story pretty much then um they're going to think oh he's a monk oh i wonder what what's he wonder? yeah you're into a lovely little mystery hmm. um it yeah it's it's, it's it's very nicely done I, I quite like as well which we've never seen before and i don't think we see again is that they've got some sort of projection system for the clouds above them yeah especially at the end yeah it does amazing, look like they're standing on a cliff with the um yeah. clouds behind it must be just the cinema screen with a bit of rear projection but I it's been so. done yeah. very well yeah and it's not, not i mean for for the bbc at this point that's a really really good special effect isn't it we never normally see that but it, it makes these there's lots of clifftop scenes in the first episode and the fourth episode and it just makes it look really good you're like oh bloody hell the clouds are moving mm. yeah, yeah very clever little touches like that it's very clever yeah. we do get i think um i don't know what it's, well i think it might be the first where the doctor of course this doctor doesn't like being called doc no and Stephen keeps calling him doc yeah um what would he make of uh 13 oh, i don't dear. know I like his uh, very cantankerous line when they find that Viking helmet. You know, yes. uh, what do you think it is? A space helmet for a cow? 
Yeah, great, great jokes. Works works so well. Um, and it, it, it's wonderful how he's got instant chemistry with Peter Purvis. And mm. it's, I know they, Hartnell really liked Peter Purvis and Peter Purvis really liked Hartnell. And you can see it, they're just having a, a great time. Yeah. Um, the Doctor wanders off. He goes off to the village, doesn't he? Yes. And we can see there's a monastery. We don't know it's a monastery yet, but there's a, this big building on top of the hill with all this loud singing. So I guess that points to that's a monastery. And we get a bit of a history lesson. We're in Northumbria, and Harold's come up there to fight Hadrada, yes. um, the um, Viking. Very nice. Yeah, a, a dodgy little uh, Saxon village of one hut. Um, yes. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite nicely done because, uh, again... Hartnell's, he's sort of talking to the audience, um, but he's sort of talking to himself, but talking to the audience and explaining things. Um, and it's lovely how he pieces it all together, but he thinks he's, 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 he's so proud of himself, and he's to work it out. Yeah. He's like, he's loving it. But yeah, he works out, it's 1066. Uh, he works out roughly what time of year it is, what he knows what's going to happen on this patch of coastline. Um, but then, as you, because you're thinking, oh, okay, we're going to see Battle of Hastings. Oh, that'll be done cheap. And then, the the monks chants slow down. Now, what would the audiences yeah. have made of that? Because you know, back then, yeah. it was all real to real cassettes, and it was wind up record players. So you yeah. would have been tipped off there. Something's not quite right. Yeah, that I mean, like kids watching it now. We don't have things now, you know, downloads and MP3s, they don't slow down like that because the, the spring needs winding up. Oh, you get a bit of buffering, but that's yeah. about it. Um, so, yeah, it, but audiences at the time, it must—it was such a familiar thing to hear. Yeah, they must be getting more. Or, do you, yeah, but do you think people might think, oh, bloody hell, BBC's, BBC's breaking down? Yeah. Or my TV's I, going wrong? Do you know what? I imagine until, until Hartnell acknowledges it, yeah, I think perhaps some viewers did think they just passed it off as a bloody BBC. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's a, again very very clever way of of pushing this along organically. Yeah. And then it's a shame, really. It's called the Time Meddler because so far, until we get that, you know, um, it's it could be that we're watching well, a, a, a historical. Yeah, but of course, then you wouldn't know this was called the Time Meddler. As far as you're concerned. Oh, of course. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And it's just the watcher, isn't it? Yes. Speaking of watches, uh, that's when Stephen finds the watch. So there's a massive tip-off that something's not right. Yeah, because Stephen's loving it. it? I I mean, he really pastes into that poor, bewildered Saxon fella. Mm. Um, The Saxons are the weakest. Well, actually, the Saxons and Vikings are the weakest part of this. They're not the best actors. But yeah, he beats up a Saxon and steals his watch. And then he's so proud of it. It's like, see, told you so, you know. Uh, and yeah, and as a, as watching it as the audience, you're you're sort of going, what's going on here? Mm. You know, because we're not used to the Doctor being as wrong as this. If the Doctor is wrong, because if the Doctor says it's ten sixty six, we expect it to be ten sixty six. Yeah. But then we see the Doctor, I mean, the, the monk has opened up the door, he knows the Doctor's coming along, he's opened up yeah. the door, the Doctor goes into the monastery and finds this record player. Yeah. Um, it was meant to be a tape recorder, in the script it's a tape recorder. Oh, right. Okay. Um, it's never addressed, I mean, later on we see this cable going into the monk's time machine, but how is that being powered? I guess it is from his time machine. It's got to be from the time machine, yeah. 
Yeah, I imagine he's got cables running there. I love the fact that none of the monk's equipment is is particularly up to date. Well, it's it is all, if it's yeah. 1965, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think he just got to 1965 and went, that's far enough, I'll just take everything from here? Yeah, in episode two, he, he's making breakfast and he's using a very 1965 yeah. toaster. Right? Well, he do, yeah, he makes breakfast and he does that thing that you do not see people doing anymore, which is to pour the fat yeah. back onto the eggs and the bacon. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. my mum doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, yeah, you wouldn't get that now. No, that now. no. But yeah, he captures the doctor um, behind a very uh, unsturdy-looking grating, um, and I think that's the end of the episode. On it, isn't it? That's no. This is episode two. Is when he's making oh. breakfast. The end of oh, episode yeah, is one. He's finding the record player. Ah, right. Okay. And then him getting yeah. trapped. He gets trapped. The bars come that's down. That's it. Don't yeah, they? because because yeah, he makes breakfast and he takes it, and it, that's when it's obvious that Hartnell was not there. He's it, buggered off to the coast for a week. That's a very carry on him getting his uh, yeah. the, the the liquid thrown on him. Old Peter very Buckworth. Very carry on. Um, again, he's playing I, it as yeah. a as a carry on film. This yeah. could his performance, don't you think? Yeah, this could this could be uh, carry. Yeah, it could be carry on Doctor, couldn't it? Hmm. Um, but yeah, it, he's playing it a very carry-on way. What's what I like about this character is that he's not—he's not evil, is he? He's not—he's not. Because I've seen people sort of in 1980s fandom where they go, "Oh, could it have been the master?" Yeah, I've seen that. I said, oh, "For God's sake!" Yeah. He's just—he's someone who's bored having a bit of fun. Well, it says here that Dennis Spooner created the monk. As the antithesis of the Doctor, while the Doctor was serious about interfering with the past, the monk finds it amusing. He envisaged the character as a schoolboy prankster from the Billy Bunter books. In the script, he was described as mischievous, sly and cunning, with a naughty boy look. Yeah. Right? So he, he is. He, he, yeah. That's how Peter Butterworth is playing it. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't be angry at him. He's just, yeah... It does throw up a really interesting point, though, because up till now in Doctor Who, you couldn't alter history. No matter if you tried, you couldn't alter it. History is set, which doesn't really make any sense whatsoever. But then neither does change it. But So the, the, the monk at some point says, has got this checklist of things he's done. Yes, I love that he checklist. Built, he built Stonehenge with, with anti-grav devices. But the Doctor wasn't aware of any of this. So... What denotes? Because the doctor says oh, you've got to, you cannot do this with, uh, with ten sixty six and change it. How does the doctor know that what he's remembering wasn't the monk's doing? Well, if the monk is to be believed, it was him that gave Leonardo da Vinci the idea yeah. of doing those sketches of powered flight. Stonehenge exists. The very Stonehenge that the doctor eventually, yeah. as Matt Smith, is trapped in, was built partly built yeah. with the monk's assistance. So should the doctor go back and try and undo that? Mm. What, what, he's very cavalier on the doctor on what he goes, yeah, okay, that's fine, that's, that's time now, that's history as we know it, but because I'm here now, no, you can't do this. Yeah, it, it, the, minute they, the, the minute they go away from the history can be changed, it does throw up in a, a big old can of worms, doesn't it, for the show? But that's what happens with time travel, isn't it? Yes. You know, you're always going to get that. Um, we've got the monk up on the cliff. He sees via some stock footage of uh, Viking ships, and he goes at last. So we know that he's waiting for the Vikings. 
Yes. Um, I like that he's got a, like a, a World War Two era bazooka, but evidently it's it's actually a nuclear rocket launcher. So that's a bazooka, mate. You've just hired that. It's a Positron atomic cannon, according that's to his checklist, course, yes. his progress chart. I love the way he's got a progress chart yeah, for yeah. himself. For himself, and he just ticks it off. Yeah. <laughs> that's like brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, I like this Viking scouting party, which is, what, five yes. blokes, and then yeah, three of them go away, leaving two. Footage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the fight scenes are terrible. We, we often, often say the BBC can't do in-studio fighting. This is a classic example. Yeah, yeah. What's coming up next? I mean, this is very... Um, very silly. I mean, Stephen and Vicky, they meet the monk at the monastery and yeah. uh, and he says he hasn't seen the doctor. Stephen doesn't believe him and he proves it with that really stupid ruse of getting him to describe the doctor. Yeah. But haha, he's described him perfectly, but he hasn't seen the doctor. Is the monk really supposed to have been taken in by that? I don't know because Vicky then goes, What if he was double bluff enough? And it's like, What do you mean? How, how is he? Gonna double bluff you. Yeah, he exactly. wanted you to know. It makes. It's, I, I think this is we're into like padding at the moment, aren't we? Yeah. It's like the doctor's on holiday. We've got we got to store the plot until he, he is from now on. I mean, the moment he got yeah. trapped in that um yeah. in that cell, that's the end of it. Because yes. when the uh, Stephen and Vicky um, break into the monastery and find the gramophone, yeah, they find that the doctor's gone from his cell. Yeah, they find they find his cloak, but it's just. Uh, padding underneath it and luckily there's a an escape hatch in this uh, this cell <laughs> can you have a priest hole in a in a monastery i mean every I hole in a monastery a bit, is a priest hole isn't it i think i think the eras are right i don't think there was that many um sort of uh, roman catholics about no no area, i don't think <laughs> Not so. in 1066 no, no. it's a bit, bit early um it's really shocking for what is ostensibly a, like you say a carry-on film is is the the depiction of of what happens to Edith, the Saxon lady, because it's it's not really um, there's nothing else really that could have happened to her because they the the Vikings attack her and drag her into the hut mm. and then her husband uh, whatever his name is Woolnot or whatever comes Ulf back or some Ulf, yeah, so isn't Ulf, it? I don't know, he's Ulf. Ulf. Um, he comes <laughs> Ulf back and at first you think oh the the Vikings have killed her but she's not she's alive but. And it's like, oh, there's only one thing that could have happened here. Well, that's what Vikings do, yeah, according to the history are, books, yeah. as well as uh, um, pillaging. Yeah. Yeah. So, episode three, uh, the Doctor's yes. gone because he's gone yeah. out this passage, which they follow him, but he's gone back to see Edith at the village. Yes. Um, and meanwhile, again, we're getting little clues about the monk because the monk... Um, we know he's on schedule for something, but but he men he, he mentions things like penicillin and blood transfusions before he corrects himself. Yes, yeah, nice little slip up there. Well, I, I like this because um, the uh, the Saxons had got into a fight, as we said, with the Vikings, and, and one of them who's called Eldred, uh, he gets injured, but the monk really tries to save him, doesn't he? Which yeah. he has to because Eldred must live. Oh boy, yeah. I'm glad Eldred didn't look like Eldred didn't look like Eldred. 
in yeah. that. Oh, you know, God, yeah. I preferred that um, Judith or whatever he, yeah. her name was. He just looks like this one. He just looks like a Monty Python character. Yeah, me? I was getting Monty Python yeah. vibes all the way yeah. through. You know, bloody Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Or, or John Cleese as Attila the Hun. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. yes, yes, yes. With those yeah. big horns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, the monkey's finally caught by the doctor, who says he's got yeah. a gun. On yeah, him. a Winchester seventy-three. Yes. I love he's so he's so specific. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. And again, he says I'm pointing right at your spinal cord. He's quite nasty, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But I like it that he, yeah he, he forces him, and the monk leads him round the abbey several times. I mean, I don't know how big this abbey is, um, but the doctor is not having any of it. And then the monk turns around and sees that all he's got is an old stick, but he's like he still doesn't try anything, does he? No, he's like, no. no would you want to face off against Hartnell with a stick when he's angry? Probably not. The the info track doesn't say, but I'm sure that's a William Hartnell ad lib when um, you know the doctor t- leads him on and says, "No more monkery." Yes, I'm sure. Yeah, that's I, a, I wonder what it was meant to be. Yeah, that's got to be. Yeah. You know, that wasn't in the script. It couldn't well, have I, been. I think it it because I was waiting for it. The more obvious thing is to say, "And no monkey business." Yeah. Would have made so I don't, he's mixed it up with mockery, yes, yeah, monkey business yeah, with no mockery, more, no more monkery, no more. Monk- he fluffs his lines quite a few times in this story. Yeah. Um, so it, I tell you what's a bit odd is when, um, I know he was going to do it in the very first story, but um, he, he actually knocks out a Viking. He, he the first doctor is actually physical and knocks out yeah. his captor, yeah, yeah, he um. He, he always was a bit ready with his uh, his hands, wasn't he, old Hartnell's doctor? Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, he he's quite capable in this. Yeah, yeah he, he's he's definitely a, a bit active, like bit active. Yeah. <coughs> so we're coming to the end of episode three, yes. and as I and say, I staggering ending. I just want to One be the in classics, the living room yeah. watching a family watching this when Vicky finds this cable going into you know, this sarcophagus, there's a little door, they go inside, and she says, the monk's got a TARDIS, and that's how it ends. Uh, It's so shocking, this is like, you know, the best ending from Lost, or Game of Thrones, or anything in it, it's so, and we don't normally get this style, but yeah, I'd love love to know what audiences at the time made of it. I've never seen any contemporary newspaper cuttings or reviews about it. But it must have blown their minds. The oh, monks yeah. got a TARDIS. I mean, it, if we were watching then and we were talking, that we'd, yeah, we would be discussing that, wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah. So it's not a TARDIS, though, because as you yeah. say, at this point in the show's history, Susan has made the name up. It is yes. a Mark IV time machine. Exactly, yeah. From the place that the Doctor comes from. I do like that they're only because they say this is a much they keep mentioning it's much more advanced and all they've done is put the uh, the console up on a plinth <laughs> and the floor is black. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. Um, it it does. It's weird, but I I quite like the fact that the console is higher. So when they're stood against it, it's almost mm. at chest height. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's unusual, but yeah, the. They, they they find they go the monk's got quite a personal collection yes. it's a load of old tap right? it's a load of old tap for 1965 yeah. isn't it yeah it is yes yeah um and he's got a little journal he's got a little flight log and where he says about how he met da vinci and gave him the idea yeah. of powered flight how he in 1968 he put 200 pounds in the bank 
went forward and collected the the massive interest. Yeah. Well, that's not about now, is it? No, no. Um, I do like as well that uh, when when talking to the doctor and they're talking about the the time machine and that, and he goes, um, "What is yours like a modern police box?" Mm. Modern? Yeah, again. <laughs> He's never been past 66, has he? No, 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 no. I mean, the doctor says that you're a time meddler. You you must never interfere. This is the very first time in the show's history where yeah. there's this thing of non-interference for yeah. anyone from Gallifrey, isn't it? Well, well, yeah, up till now, it's not been that you, you shouldn't interfere. It's been that you can't. You can't mm. rewrite history, not one line. And that's been the, that's been the overriding thing that... You can, no matter how much you try, like in the Aztecs and that, time will find a way and it will just carry on. But this, at this point, it's it's more of a a guideline than mm. you know a physical law of the universe. It's like you, you can alter time, you just shouldn't. Mm. Yeah. Um, and which, in one respect, makes much more sense because I never really understood that Earth history you couldn't change, but alien history yeah yes yeah, fine yeah yeah um he, he he says doesn't he i helped build stonehenge yeah and now he's got this master plan to destroy the viking fleet so william doesn't win the battle of hastings yeah yeah so he's fresh when uh, he has to go to uh, hastings uh, which was a very tight run thing um, yes yeah yeah, I mean, there, that, that, there's been tons of essays written that you know, yeah. if 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 Harold had had a, a, an extra week, didn't have to yeah. rush back, you know, uh, things could have been far different. Yeah, I mean, he he basically lost it because his shield wall broke to chase the 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 Normans. But yeah, who knows what would have happened? We we would be very different now. Well, this is exactly what um, the monk's just about to say. You know, um, there will be peace throughout Europe. We won't have, you know, uh, the uh, the whole Norman influence of England. England would change completely. But of course, that's ridiculous because if the Normans had never invaded England, you wouldn't have the England of Shakespeare. So Shakespeare can't be on the TV because that that England wouldn't exist. There will be an alternative version yeah. of Shakespearean England. You know, yeah, yeah. His um, his method is a bit mad because the minute he changes, he's got this checklist. So he's he's looked at history and gone, where can I make changes to get it to where I want it? But the first change he makes wipes out all of his data. Yes, because it would have changed. So yeah, it's a bit bit of a silly plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like you say, he the monk never says TARDIS. He just says no. time ship. He doesn't n- recognise, as you say, oh, the word TARDIS. No, and the Doctor doesn't recognise another, uh, another time ship from the outside. Hmm. You know, he's, he just thinks it's a sarcophagus. He's as surprised as anyone, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, did you see that um, the, the Doctor's meant to have a Mark 40 TARDIS? Yeah. And he's got a Mark IV, and a Mark IV is better than the Doctor's. And so some people are saying, oh, yeah, but when, when, when um, you know, he says it's a t- Mark IV, he means a Mark 40. It's 4.0, that's a 40, and they've tried to explain well, yeah, it that know. way. I, I've seen people say, oh, the Doctor's is a Type 40, and the 
the the monks is a Mark, Mark four. IV. So no. is it a Mark four of a Type forty? It's like, oh, it don't matter. Yeah, it don't really matter. All right, okay. Um, we get this uh, um, thing where the the monk runs away and sets the Vikings on them. Um, and um, we have the most pathetic Saxons versus Vikings battle. Yes. It's, um, uh, if, if the Battle of Hastings was like this, it, it, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't remember it, would we? This is, this is four extras faffing about in a very small, unconvincing bit of woodland in yeah. a BBC studio. It's not too good, is it? No. Um, and the Doctor, meanwhile, he nobbles um, the time machine, doesn't he? He's... Uh, I like that little scene where he, he he's demanding silence and you know Vicky and Stephen keep asking him questions and he's like no, get out you know <laughs> and uh, yeah he leaves him a letter doesn't he and yes. I, I like that last scene with the monk where he goes in he's so smug that oh, well, I can just clear off go somewhere else in time yeah he does that he does the same thing as the doctor doesn't he? he talks to himself but to the audience yeah he's going uh, he can't trap me he can't trap a Mark Four <laughs> You almost sounded like him then. Uh, That would be terrible if the one impression I could do was Peter Butterworth. Peter Butterworth, yeah. (laughs) Oh well. Yeah, he. uh, I love it. He looks through, and it's it's again very unusual um, inlay shot. They were quite expensive at the time, but it just works perfectly. And the doctors um, basically compress the inside to match the size of the outside. Yeah. which is a, is a nice little uh, nice little end. What's really weird is so. Just before he does that, when they're both in the TARDIS, the monk the monk is basically explaining to the Doctor why why he does what he does, and he's bored, isn't he? He says, mm. "Why why just why just watch when you can." Do you think the Doctor is swayed somehow by this? Because from this point on, oh, it doctor, sets him on the path. Yeah, the Doctor becomes the monk, doesn't he? He interferes everywhere he can. He takes part. He, he gets involved in everything. So it's almost as if this is a pivotal moment in the Doctor's life where I, I think he's listened to this and it has swayed him. And he thought, you know what? I can have a bit of fun. Mm. And from this point on, yeah, he gets involved. And, you know, and later on, like, you know, Tom Baker, Sylvester McCoy, that they're almost the monk. They're, they're doing things that the Doctor is criticising the monk for. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah. This could be the moment we got we got the monk yeah. to thank for all that. Then, yeah, this is the this is the turning point. This is this is the final cementing of everything in place that we know as the modern character of Doctor Who. Right at the end of season two. Right, yeah, it, yeah. it took a while to get here, and I did enjoy the the character he was before. But yeah, I think at this point he is Doctor Who. Yeah. Or if you're a pedantic strange little fan he is the doctor the doctor yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah it, this is cemented now that's what i say nothing is the same after this story mm. and yet it's never regarded as a pivotal story no Possibly do you think it is the saxons yeah maybe but do you think it might be peter butterworth i think so i don't have a pe- problem with him yeah i think people go he's a comedy actor but he's not he's a great he's a really good actor and this is a great character. I'm glad he came back. Hmm. I'm glad he is. He was thought of the, as worthy as the Daleks to return. Hmm. Um, and of course, we, we've had him back in. There was a really good comic strip, wasn't there? Um, what the hell was it called? Four Dimensional Vista. 
Oh, um, I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah, yeah. really good. A great comic. Back back when you would buy the magazine just to get to the, read comic. the comics. Well, yeah, you had top writers, you know, top artists. Top writers, top artists. Yeah. Now it's just trivial. Mm. Um, I keep considering cancelling it. Uh, yeah, great. But I imagine there's been big finishes as well. Would oh, you yeah, like no. to see him back on the telly? Who would play him? Who would play the modern monk? <sighs> Please not James Corden. Please oh, not. for God's sake, you're right. That's what they would do. That's who they'd go for, wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh, oh I got one. Yeah, go on. Ricky Gervais. That, uh, yeah, that would be great. I love Ricky Gervais. That would, uh, that's genius. Yeah, that would work. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah, because he is a good actor. He's a good actor, was she, Ricky Gervais. Um, yeah, that would be good. Let's start a petition now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Come yeah. on, listener. Join our petition. Yeah. Would... Um, because at this point, because he's only dressed as a monk for this plan of his, the monk, isn't he? Yes. So, but he's now known as the meddling monk, and later on the doctor calls him the monk. What if he'd have caught him at a different time with different dress? What would he have been? Yeah, but this is, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi, isn't it? This yes, is Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi on Tatooine in the first film. Now that's what all Jedi yeah. might wear. Yeah, exactly, and it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. no. Mm. Oh, that was my biggest bugbear. Yeah. prequels that it, it turned that into the Jedi wardrobe so you're hiding undercover yeah. you've just changed your first name and you're still wearing your Jedi outfit yeah well done Obi-Wan yeah <laughs> he's <laughs> useless any he? he's, he's the next village along to his uh, to Darth Vader's family yeah and he's stored he's changed basically two letters of his name <laughs> kept his Jedi robes on oh dear Gone round telling everyone he's a Jedi. Keeps a lightsaber in a box in his yeah. little hut. Yeah. Oh dear. All right. Okay. Uh, so we haven't done one for a while, but we can place this date: ten sixty six Northumbria. Um, just under, on yeah, just under two hundred years in the future. The third Doctor is in Wessex for the Time Warrior. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, and that's it, really. There's no behind the scenes. We we, we talked at the top of the show about uh, our carry-ons, and yeah, I think maybe we should do a Patreon, yeah, go more so, yeah. more in depth there, because there's some things um, I, I would still like to say about that, including our least favourite carry-on oh characters. Yeah. All right, I've got a couple our of controversial, couple of controversial three films. Oh, it would be the later ones. They they yeah. would all be in the seventies. Uh, Carry on, Emmanuel is god awful. awful. The um, uh, the um, the one with Patrick Moore in is du- Carry on, England. Carry on, England. That uh, is just unwatchable. Now. And Carry on, Columbus. Of course, yeah. they are the Nadir. That's terrible. Oh, I'd forgotten Carry on, Columbus. Yeah, I'd say that. And that that is the last three, isn't it? Yeah, that's the the last three. I've got a sort of soft spot for Carry on Behind with Windsor Davis. Because I love Wizards Davis. Yeah. Of course, again, so they, they they desperately tried to replace Sid, and I don't, they just couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, just when when they went into the seventies, it all become very tawdry, tawdry and the, yeah. the actors were look, all looking yeah. older as well. You know, it, it all looked tacky, didn't it? Yes. We had seventies tat everywhere. Where you've got Charles Hawtrey on his bike, you know, going to the camping site, and uh, yeah, but. You, you compare the the like say the early seventies ones with the late sixties where they you know they were nipping in and filming on the Cleopatra sets <laughs> and stuff like, and it's like it's a it's a different era isn't it it's like 
Yeah. What, what, yeah, one's a, a tatty softcore sex film and one's a, yeah, a work of art. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, okay. Um, All of them made under the reign of uh, Queen Elizabeth. Yes, yeah. Long-serving queen, isn't she? Well, there have been a lot of films made under the reign That's of true. Queen Elizabeth. Yes. All of the Godzillas were. All of the Godzillas. Mm. Uh, all of the Star Warses. Yeah. All of the Star Trekses. Yet she never gets any credit. No. Appalling. <laughs> yes. Okay, so here we go then. The meddling monk. Yes. Uh, Mr. Monk. Uh, what do you reckon on his design? There's a question. Because he's dressed uh, as a if, monk. If anyone's, I mean, if anyone's going to wear a habit and wear it well, it's Peter Butterworth. Isn't yeah, it's it? not a bad habit. I say, I say that though. At one point, um, he, he gives makes the doctor dress up in a habit, and uh, Harnell looks great in yeah. a habit. He looks a bit like yeah. he's from the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, I could see him in like one of the hammers. Yeah, you know, yeah. as, as a, 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 a an evil monk with a bad habit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like I like the design. Uh, I like the way it's played. Um, it's difficult but to design, score. But design, though, design, yeah, just the it's design. A habit. Um, Design-wise, I'm gonna. It, it, he's just wear a man wearing a habit, so yeah. I'm gonna give him a a five because it's it's one of those they haven't really designed it type. No, that's exactly what I've yeah. put as well. So that's five. And how effective is? I I, I love him. I I think he uh, he's the right level of of silliness. Backed up with that, he's a great, he's a really good actor, and like like all the best comedic actors, they do it, they play it seriously, for the character, and it, it yeah, it's really good. It's a great script. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give him an eight. An I, eight. I like the monk. Okay, I gave him seven and a half. Yeah, that's So that's eight point seven five. Okay, put that there. So I would like to see him come back, but you're right. They would just they would pick someone awful. So let's leave him alone. Because they can do that, because yeah. he, if he yeah. is from Gallifrey, yeah, he can regenerate. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that is a final adversary rating. I'll round that up to 6.9. All right, 6.875, we'll say 6.9. Does he share a caravan? Yes. And will he get on with them? Who is the crooked man? Uh, the crooked man is, uh, isn't he a Capaldi one or something? It sounds Capaldi. Oh, is it that? It's that twisty creature thing that's oh, all. Oh, is it in Hyde? Yeah, it's the creature in Hyde. Yeah, it's all like yeah. twisty and gnarly, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Now oh. he would look better in a habit. Yeah, he should. He needs covering up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not. That's not a fun caravan for um no. the monk. Mm. Maybe one day somebody better will go in there. Yeah. I hope so. Wouldn't it be funny if um if another carry-on character got in there? There's well, there. last time we had we had old yeah. Bernard, but he's yep. he's in a different caravan, isn't he? Yep. Joan Sims. She's Joan Sims. It. Yeah. Uh, any other carry-on people have been in? Oh, I can't. Must be. It I'm must glad. Be. I'm glad Kenneth Williams was never in one because he'd have no. just taken it over, wouldn't he? Yeah, Kenneth Williams. Oh, about Sid James as the Doctor. That would have been funny. Charles Hawtrey as the Master. Yeah. There you go. There's another. We could because didn't we do a carry-on version of uh, Blake Seven? We, should, we did. We should cast we did. a carry-on version of uh, of Doctor because uh, who would play Perry? <laughs> Hattie Jakes. Uh, Hattie Jakes as Perry. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, All right, we'll save that for the Facebook. It. Anyone got any yeah. suggestions on Facebook? Put them up. Yes. And Mark, yes. if you care to do an illustration or two, we would appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you've clearly enjoyed the story, but enjoyed it enough to put it on your top ten? Mm, no. 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 It, uh, it's one of those where... If the rest of the story matched the quality of the sort of the A storyline of the monk, yeah. it would be amazing. But it, it really, even I was sort of going, should I fast forward through this? I know these bits of internal. Yeah, the, the, it's let down by the very, very, very mediocre sort of backing of the Saxons and the Vikings. The few that there were of them. <sighs> yeah, it doesn't convince, does it? So, no, I. I it's one I will happily sit and watch. I enjoy it every time I watch it. But yes, it, it's not. It's not up there in my top ten. All right. Okay. Okay. With that, we are done. So uh, we've got to move on to the second Doctor. Yeah. Um, you should be able to guess. You should be able to guess this because I literally think there's only this one story left that we haven't covered. I think we're at the end of Troughton this time. Actually, okay. no. There's one more after it. But I don't know how the hell we do that one. Um, so this one is um, is a bit salty. Uh, right, so there's something out of the sea. Uh, we haven't done... Have we done the Macra Terra? We've done the Macras, yeah. Right, so it's something, not else, something else out of the sea. Something... We've done the underwater menace, haven't we? We have, yes. There's so a lot it's of not underwater the, stuff. It's not the fish people. No, no, no. This might be... I haven't watched all the Patrick Troutons, so... Oh, yeah. well, you're going to be hard push watching sea. this one, to be fair. It doesn't exist. Um, oh. Oh. So, yeah. No, uh, it, it can't... It's not the Space Pirates. No, no, no. Oh, I can't believe you're not getting it, shall I tell you? Go on. You'll kick yourself. Fury from the Deep. Oh, bloody hell. It's got the deep in the tail. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can. Watch, I don't know if you've got the um, animation. It's very good if you have. Yes. Got it, so you no. No. I have. That's yeah. got old chummy. He was in a carry on. The guy who's. He, oh yes. He was yes. in carry on Cleo. He was like when, right. when they go to the Vestal Virgins and they, he's yeah, not allowed he to go the in Roman there. Roman centurion. He yes. was the Roman um, centurion. He's always got, played barman, didn't he? What the hell was his name? And his mouth was a bit crooked, wasn't it? Yes. He? Yeah. He, he was in a long running um, sitcom as well, wasn't he? He was in everything in the seventies, sixties, and seventies. Yeah. So this is interesting because this, I, I think the the our listeners will have to forgive us on this one because I don't know how we gauge this one, because we've got what a a bit of eight mil footage and a couple of photos of the main adversary. Mm. So we might we might have to err on. On the side of, of reputation and that. On we c- we could just watch the animation and the uh, you know the telecine thing as well to maybe That's true. yeah we'll give an idea. just augment it and just maybe give a bit more to our um, you know yeah understanding of it. But, oh, but okay. yeah, I think after that there's only uh, well there is space pirates space isn't there? pirates yeah but that I don't know how we would do that because there's no I suppose we could do the is there even a telly snaps no I think there's a telly no. snaps is there I don't, I don't know I have think... we done the faceless ones yeah we did that I'm sure did we do the faceless ones I think so Perhaps I can't we haven't. remember I don't know I don't we know. have to get a spreadsheet we've done so many of these yes yeah well yeah <laughs> yeah and this year's virtually weekly we have, yes yeah all right well so all right then uh we're down in the deep next week then yes down in the deep 40 fathoms down. All right. Okay. 
Well, all right. Uh, yeah, we'll carry on with another carry-on person yeah. next we'll, time then. We'll, we'll carry on up the oil rigs. Up the oil rigs. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't do that one. <laughs> uh, excellent. All right, Good okay, stuff. listener, uh, join us next time then. Thanks, Ian. All right, thanks, Ian. Bye. Bye-bye.